Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Ooh, speaking of sex, everybody, we're looking for love online more than ever, and today we have a guest who went on 121 first dates. And did she find love after 121 first dates? Well, stay tuned. You're going to find out. But first, I want to let you know that if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, your chances of finding love are going to go up extraordinarily. If you join me on Saturday, December 14th at our Modern Love Training Center for a full day of deep, deep discovery, of the patterns that may have blocked you in love, whether you're married, single, gay, straight, young, seasoned, as we like to say these days, of whatever ethnic background, whatever faith, you are welcome, and this training is for you. This training is called Creating Profound Shift in Your Love and Prosperity, Seven Easy Steps to Magnetic Attraction. So everybody's heard about the law of attraction. Well, there's a lot more of it because rather than just talking about attraction, you know that I was a geeky scientist. I geek out in every single one of our podcasts. And the key is all change, all shift comes from brain change and brain shift. We are actually going to do the state shift, the brain shift, the emotional shift to absolutely magnetize so you are attracting what you really want in your life love and prosperity this is our very last training in this decade and we want you to launch this new decade in 2020 having the magnetic attraction right there so run don't walk to eventbrite grab your seat now space is limited of course but you and a friend must come. All right. So here's our dear Dr. Brenda question. Dear Dr. Brenda, my fiance has announced to me that he'd like to have a bachelor party with his friends. I thought this was okay until I discovered that a stripper is part of the proceedings. I've also learned that this woman strips completely naked and may perform sex acts. I'm appalled and upset that his friends thought so little of me that they would make this type of arrangement. I've spoken to him about my concerns. He says I'm overreacting. What should I do? This has nothing to do with his friends. It has everything to do with how the two of you communicate. And what you do is remember, how you do anything is how you do everything. And if you are going to have your feelings poo-pooed, you're overreacting, 
reacting about this. That isn't okay on his part. However, you also being controlling and projecting, which I hear some of, about his bachelor party isn't so attractive either. Both of you are going to have to understand one another's feelings and make a pact that each of you deserves to feel heard and that your needs get met. Now, you're going to have to get creative, but you cannot take a hard position. That's not what marriage is about, is it? So you might as well start now learning how to make the best of every situation for both people. So get to work. What should I do? Now, let me tell you more about our guest today. Since 2002, Wendy Newman has interviewed thousands of men on relationships, love, dating, intimacy, sex, and the opposite sex. She conducted polls, had one-on-one discussions, and hosted over 100 male speaker panels for these topics. The result? Her book, 101 First Dates, How to Succeed on Online Dating, Fall in Love, and Live Happily Ever After, really. It's part of a juicy tell-all part anti-rules dating guide. It's been optioned for a television series, and it's getting love from the Wall Street Journal, Chicago Tribune, Washington Post, Glamour, Self, Huffington Post, Access Hollywood, and more. Welcome to the show, Wendy Newman. Hi, Dr. Brenda. Thank you so much for having me with you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Absolutely. Now, who doesn't want to hear about your 121 first dates and what you've learned with all those interviews, so please tell us a little bit about all that. That's right. From San Francisco to Sonoma, from Oakland to Mill Valley, I've dated them all. (laughs) (laughs) And left a trail of broken hearts behind you, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, certainly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really didn't ever mean to go on 121 first dates. It wasn't like a goal or a double dog dare or anything like that. It was a complete accident. I really thought I would go on three, maybe four dates before I met my future person. And yeah, it took a decade and 121 first dates. Wow. Oh my God. Well, hats off to you for persistence and courage. So tell us a little bit about the dates. What was it like? dating person after person. Was there anyone that you thought, oh, this could be the keeper? Tell us about it. Yeah, so in my day job, I I was a relationship and dating and, and love expert, and I understand men. It's actually what I do for a living. I went from the travel industry to falling into the relationship industry. So when I became single, I thought, well, piece of cake. I'm, I'm, I'm a new man expert. I'm new at this, but I'm going to learn it really quickly. And because I love men so much, I'll have a competitive edge. Men are just going to fall in love with me. I'll have the pick of the litter. <laughs> and what happened very quickly is I started thinking about what I wanted, what I didn't want, as we all do as we're trying to navigate through trying to find the right person for us today, right? And as I started rolling as a new single person, I started discovering all of these things about who I am as a more mature woman that I need in my relationship that I would never even thought about at the age of 22, which is when I met my first husband. So later in life, I realized I needed different things. Maturation has something to do with it, making sure that 
what you're looking for matches where you are in your life. Guys, you might want to write that down. What you were looking for earlier may not at all be appropriate. So what did you do? Did you adjust your profile to reflect that you're looking yeah, for something ex- different? Yeah. yeah, I created a profile because I had to date online, and I started sorting. I started the sorting process. And in the beginning, the first – Now, how does one sort? You can't leave us there. How do you yeah. sort? What was the criteria? Yeah, one through seven, I just sort of hung out because some of them were cute and I, I stayed too long. Sorting looks like, okay, so this person that I'm hanging out with just showed me something about them, which might actually be a deal breaker for our lives. Like I, I might not be able to live with this. This, He drinks too much or he gambles or both, right? <laughs> so these might not be qualities that I'm willing to tolerate in a partnership for life. Mm-hmm. where before what I was looking at, so that's sorting versus, oh, I know he's probably not right for me, but he's so cute and I don't want to be single and he's good in bed. What This this will be fine for a while. Mm-hmm. That's not sorting. <laughs> right. And uh, often we pick the one in front of us who's interested because it's better than being single, but at some point I realized seven years in, I was burning daylight in my life by sticking around people who just weren't the right fit for me. Ah. Now, how long did you stay in relationship with one of the not the right fits? Four and a half years and two years. Oh, okay. Two men, eight up six of those years. Okay. So you're saying let's expedite. Let's get clear a lot faster and not give in to being lonely and horny as something that's going to push you into a relationship that's not right. Yeah, and thinking in scarcity terms, like there's no one else out there for me at this stage in life or at this weight or whatever we think about ourselves, right? There was not going to be anyone for me who will want me now. Right. It wasn't useful. And I knew, the bad news was, is I knew from the very first date with both of those two men, they weren't they weren't right for me. I knew it. And I stayed. It's not like I got to know them and then we discovered four years. No, no, no. I knew it on day one. Wow. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Now, look, you're not alone. <laughs> Everybody, don't sit out there shaking your heads. We have all done it. I've you done know it. you've I've got done my it. Hand up. We have all done it. We've all gone... Yeah, but, and the minute you put that yeah, but in the sentence, we're in deep doo-doo, aren't we, Wendy? Yeah. It's not so, so bad, right? Ooh. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, there's enough of this. Even if that's not there, that's okay. I'll make do. No, 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 because I know and I will back you up. It's a recipe for heartache later down the line. When maybe if we'd stayed the course, we would have found that right one, what was it, six years sooner? Exactly. But on the other hand, I will say this. I do also truly believe that we learn the most from the things that look like mistakes. And my mentor, uh, the late Dr. Virginia Satir, used to say, if you don't make a mistake, you can't make anything. In fact, her favorite Mm -hmm. saying was, it takes shit to grow roses. Yeah. And I love both of those men today. You know, they're still, they're great guys. They're just not my guy. 
Got it. So tell us, what are some of the challenges that you've discovered that women face with online dating? Well, I think one of my biggest challenges and the biggest mistakes that I made are very common, and they can fall into one bucket for me and for women everywhere, which is the biggest mistake I made was trying to be nice, trying to be what I considered what they needed me to be instead of really honoring myself, my time, my energy, my heart. So, for example, if someone showed up on a date and they had, let's say they lied about their age by a good decade or so, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the appropriate response to that would be, oh, hey, it's so nice to meet you here at the coffee shop. I see you stretched a little bit on your profile. And so I'm not going to stay for this date. I'm going to get this coffee to go, and I'm going to give you your Saturday back. Have a really great life. Yeah. And the reason is? Because a stranger lied to you, and you don't owe them anything? (laughs) Right. And because integrity is important. You know, life without integrity is a life with no beauty. Take it from me. That is a quote from Einstein. Yeah. And he was brilliant enough to figure that out. So I like that approach. What do you think most women do? We're out of here. What do you think I did a million times and what many women do a million times? We sit down at the bistro table with our coffee and we suffer through. Talk to a liar. Yeah. (laughs) For 20 minutes. For an hour and 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. God forbid they order food. Now it's two hours. Right. There you You go. You never get that time back. Exactly. Exactly. So say some more about women struggling. First of all, don't play nice. Be straightforward. Be open and honest. What other rules would you give women? Uh, Really, the rule I have for women is to be authentic. What I found is if I give someone a rule and they're following my rule, then it's not theirs. It's mine, and so it probably won't work for them. Mm -hmm. So to really look to see what honors who they are, but to be willing. So if if a person goes out on a date and they show up as themselves, which is actually kind of hard to do because one of the things that we want to do is attract the person we're going on a date with. So being ourselves is the last thing we ever think to be. But <laughs> go out there and try and do your best to be yourself, present yourself as yourself, right. and try not exactly. to impress too much. Just show up. And if they don't like you, you still totally won at dating. You did a good job. You showed up on time, showed up as yourself. You're weeding the men out based on who you really are. When at dating. I love it, I love it, I love it. When at dating. We're so going to hashtag that. (laughs) (laughs) And don't do that thing. Don't say, oh, yeah, call me when. No, you're never going to take that call. Just like you don't want. Just like you don't want them to say, I'll give you a call and we'll set something up for next week, and then the call never comes. Right, right. Be authentic. Be open. Be honest. Now, I can't help it. I know every single person listening to us wants to know what you discovered about men. Give us a peek behind that curtain. You did all this research on men. What did you discover that could help us with online dating? Well, I could tell you what I discovered. I could tell you my favorite thing, but most of your listeners might not be able to believe it. Mm -hmm. And one of my very favorite things that I discovered in 
all the 17 years I've taken to research men for my day job is I know how safe I am in the world because of who men are and how men, for the most part, healthy men, which is the majority of men, healthy men are going to have our back. They're going to be protectors. And there are some bad men out there, but one of the things that I adjusted in all my research with men is seeing there are some dangerous men, but not all men are dangerous. And, in fact, if something bad's going down, all I need to do and all anybody needs to do is look around to see who the heroes are ready to help. Mm-hmm. I think Mr. Rogers said it. You oh, wanna know, I know. Oh. Look for the, in a real emergency, look for the helpers. And they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So if you're on a date and it's going sideways and you feel scared and you're in a restaurant, step away to use the restroom, grab the guy in the hallway that you don't know and say, hi, could you help me? My date's yeah. being really inappropriate. Could you? And you'll see his shoulders go back and he'll be like, all right, where is he? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I, that's what I really love about men. to be here out in the hallway. We look nothing alike because we have different mothers, but here we go. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's great advice. So, all right. Now, everyone wants to know, is there a site that is better than other sites if one is out there looking for love as opposed to looking for sex? If you're looking for sex, that's your own business, you're grown up. But what if you're really yeah. looking for love? You know, all the sites, you can find love on all the sites because people are on the sites. And I know that when Tinder got started, everyone knew Tinder was a hookup app. Mm-hmm. I know people who've gotten, gotten married, married on Tinder. Totally. Yes. Totally. Yes. So there's actually only two sites that I don't like, and everything else is the same. Okay, I mean, now, all are the, there red flags? Okay, no, no, finish your thought. Finish your thought. All the, all the power, the robust power that these sites have, the technology behind them, it's all the same. I mean, Silicon Valley probably is cranking out the same thing that people are just buying and putting sleeves on. So whether it's Match or OkCupid okay, or a small one or a new one, it's all the same. Okay, so it's an algorithm, and everybody's going to be entered in, and you're going to come up with something. Now, describe some of the steps that you suggest for successful online dating. You've talked about being authentic. You've talked about the importance of honesty, not wasting your time or their time. What else? Well, I I recommend that you don't spend a lot of time trying to vet them and get to know them before you go on a date. So I would actually love to see us move from calling it online dating to online connecting because we date in the real world. Mm-hmm. We date when we're at the cafe, when we're at the wine bar, when we're at you know whatever groovy restaurants in the mission. That's mm-hmm. where we're dating. Okay. We met them online, but we just connected there. So one of the biggest mistakes in trying to be efficient and also trying to be safe is – People will spend lots of time texting back and forth, emailing back and forth, maybe getting on the phone, getting to know them. Uh -uh. Look at their profile. If they're interesting enough, if you think you could have a 15-minute conversation with them, just go. Because the biggest problem is we try and vet online. We don't get to know the real them. Anything we see or hear from them is going to magnify by 100 
if he happened to go golfing that weekend, now he's Mr. Golfer, mm-hmm. he might go golfing once a year, right? Mm-hmm. That might not be his thing at all, or what you know, record store shopping or whatever he's doing, right? So we'll we'll attach things to a stranger that aren't real. And as you know, if you've done any dating at all, once you're in front of each other, most of the time it's over. You're not attracted to them. They're not attracted to you. You know, in the first few minutes, mm-hmm. and now right. you've just invested right. hours of talking on the phone or texting or writing. Yeah, time is precious, and we don't get it back. Why waste yep. it? Go straight to that conversation in person and figure it out. Yep. And, and I don't recommend really 121 true. first dates. I really don't. <laughs> you don't? Okay. So I, 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 end it's up excessive. on 121 first dates. It's very excessive. I don't recommend that for anyone. I'm not talking about going on that many dates. But if you like their profile, just get in front of them. Okay, got it. Now, what are the yeah. red flags that women should look for in addition to the lying about the age or something like that? Anytime someone, and this is for both men and women alike, anytime someone runs over something that you've stated you need because of what they want is the biggest red flag of all. So hmm. prime example, you're at the wine bar, you have a lovely glass of rosé in front of you, you finish it, and they say, hey, would you like another? And you say, no, I'll switch to water. And then the server comes by and they say, we'll have two more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. <laughs> it seems innocent, seems innocuous, seems yeah. like he's trying to do something nice, but he's not listening to you. Yeah, and it's a red flag, but it's not a total deal breaker. This is an opportunity for you to set a very gentle, kind boundary. So very quickly before the server gets too far out at your shot, oh, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, can you just make it one and also bring me a water? Thank you so much. And then you turn to him or her and say, okay, so I said water, but you got me another glass of wine. What's that about? Mm-hmm. And then let them, uh, oh, I was just being generous. Oh, okay, generous. Thank you so much for being generous. And what I need is I need you to honor what I ask for. Mm-hmm. I need water. Right. And that sets the tone for any connection. You know, having spent so much of my time working with couples, you know, as the modern love doctor, whether it's, you know, in our trainings, whether it's one-on-one or even via television, one of the things I have learned is that that is actually super attractive when someone is very clear about what they want and they're not afraid to voice it. I've had more people go, oh, this isn't just a flaky person I can run over. Thank you. Yeah. And how are they ever going to trust your guests if you haven't said no? Yeah, that's good. Yep. got to trust the yes by knowing that you can say no because boundaries, you know, we have a friend who said he's actually written an article called Boundaries. Without them, relationships suck. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. a really important article everyone should read. And I think everybody should read your book. This is really good, you guys. I want you, if you are looking for love, you know, we're big on books in this community. I, ru- I want you to run 
not walk, pick up Wendy's book, 121 First Dates, and really take a look at, (laughs) she says that um, the book became 121 First Dates, but it began with date number 54, Keeping Up with Mr. Johnson. You have to tell us about that too, Wendy. (laughs) But make sure you get the book and keep that if you are really, truly interested in love. It's like anything else. If you're going to travel in a foreign country, you're going to take a guidebook. You're going to take a map. You need a map if you're out there dating and looking for love. I'm looking for love, Wendy. I'm certainly going to pick this book up, let me tell you. Thank the love you. doctor's and looking for love. Love doctor's looking for love. <laughs> and all right, smarty pant Bay Area people, it is well written. I want you to know that. I know we're very sensitive to well-written books. Yes, we are. We well are. Done. And people can pick that up just from your use of language. So, Wendy, what do you <laughs> want to leave us with? What would be, this is a thing I found to be most true, and this is how, oh, God, I have to ask you about this. Quick. Yeah. How did you know your husband was the one when you met him? Was the one? Oh, that question. All right, I'll give you the answer to both. The thing I learned partway through this whole extravaganza of dating is um, I thought that I could only date my type when I got started. And what I found out very quickly is that I could actually date outside of my type and have things go really well because – very small percent, maybe 20%, maybe less, of guys did actually grow on me, and I really found them to be handsome and sexy and all that. You know, not everybody grows on you, but sometimes they sneak up on you and they grow on you. So I found it was possible to have an amazing relationship with someone who might, may or may not be my type, but they were in my tribe. And I actually cannot date, no matter how handsome he is, no matter how much he is my type, I could not date somebody who was not in my tribe. Mm-hmm. And when I say tribe, you, you know Bay Area, what I'm talking about. Yeah. That we have residents. It has nothing to do with race. has more to do with residence, residence and understanding where each other is coming from. And for those from. of you listening outside of the Bay Area, you have a tribe, too. We've got people all yes. over the world listening, and you know that you have a tribe. And listen to this resonance. Say the rest of it, Wendy. I love that. Yeah, that... It's really important to date someone that you're not working really hard to be seen mm-hmm. when they can easily see you and hear you and understand where you're coming from because they think enough like you that they get it. Right. That. Right. And, and we have this big thing that opposites attract, right? Opposites attract. Well, not if you want to be happy. I mean, it's hot, sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have to live with this person. Exactly. And, I mean, just... and when, when you talk about resonance and the core, I have found that what you're saying is really true, that we have core beliefs, we have core values, and we have core strengths that are at the very, very least complementary, and that makes for a great match. It really does. And I, I want to just say on a personal note, if you see a red flag, don't pick it up. Step over it and keep moving. Speaking mm-hmm. as one who has picked up the red flag and gone, oh, well, that's okay. You know, I can help. Or it wouldn't be that bad. Drop that. We can transform that, moving. right? Yeah, right, right. That's, that was my favorite. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Okay, and how did you know your husband was the right one? Very similarly, 
It was an easy, 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 breezy date. I felt very seen. It was, I was able to be myself. I was able to tell really stupid stories, like the kind you'd tell your best friend. I wasn't self, self-conscious about it. He was really hot. I got lucky that I got both chemistry and the ability to be yourself. They don't usually come in the same package. Uh, and that was the mm. beginning. And I just want to mm. say one more thing. We had a really great first date. It was a quick one because it was a quick meet and greet, and we both had things to do later that night, so it was a very fast date. But I had also had, in my 121 first dates, a lot of really, really, really good dates. So I don't believe in the one. I believe in many opportunities for the one. There's no okay. shortage of great good. people out there. Excellent. Everybody so, pays yeah. that to the bank. There isn't just one. There are many opportunities. And you got from that quick first date to marriage, and you're happy. I can tell just the way you bubble when you talk about your marriage and your husband. So, yes, Wendy thank Newman, you. thank you so much for being with us, being our guest. Everybody, the book, 121 First Dates, put that on your shelf and use that as a guide. We all need guidance. I am going to be using it, too. All right, and please get these two event bright and Please join us for our last Modern Love Training of the Decade. We are going to be shifting our state of consciousness, awareness, literally shifting our brain, shifting body awareness. We have a magnificent special guest that we are still in the process of vetting. I'll make an announcement for all of you. Just follow us on social media, all platforms, and you will get to discover the wonderful guest we've invited who's still working out his schedule to be with us because he's overseas. All right, so all of you, big, huge thanks go out to Cliff Dunning, our executive producer, and again to our guest, Wendy Newman, and all you modern lovers, love and blessings, happy hunting if you're looking, and enjoy it if you've got it.